Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by former Syracuse basketball player Elijah Hughes. In just over two years as a pro, Elijah has been traded twice and released once. I talked with Elijah about the business side of pro basketball and where his career stands now. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. And this should be a fun one, folks. Uh, Today's guest is former Syracuse basketball player Elijah Hughes who played with the Orange just, God, it just seems like it was yesterday, Elijah, but we'll get into that. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm real good. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Yeah, I've been I've been hoping to get you on here for a while, and uh, we catch you here uh, while you're in the middle of your G League schedule with the Wisconsin mm-hmm. Herd. Um, but yeah, it's like, here you are in the pros. This is your third season in the pros, but it seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, when you were here, uh, but man, so much has gone on in your life. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's me, man. It's been a, it's been a eventful last three, four years. You know, they say that, you know, college, the game is still a game. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a college kid surrounded by, you know, students and teammates like that. But they say once you, once you hit the NBA or hit pro ball, it becomes a business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What was the, What's been like those one or two moments when the business side of pro basketball really hit you? Um, just kind of the simple fact, like if you're not necessarily playing well, you just get replaced, and that's simple. Um, that's just the reality of it, and that's just the reality of any job. If you're not doing a good job at your job, you know you can get fired, and uh, that's just the reality of life. <laughs> so it's kind of been like a different adjustment, knowing that. That's just how it is, but that's just how it is, and that's just how it's going to be. Did you have to learn that on your own as, like, a, an NBA rookie or second-year player, or did were there any, like, uh, folks around you, whether they were veteran players or agents mm-hmm. or whoever, that, you know, kind of guided you through that right. process? I mean, that was the beauty of it. <clears throat> I went to Utah pretty much a veteran team, a veteran organization, and I had a lot of guys in my ear just kind of, you know, encouraging me tell me that they kind of been through the same situations and just rookie struggles, earlier struggles. And um, it was especially you know, harder for 2020 because, you know, we didn't have nothing to to work with. You know, the draft was in November and training camp was like two weeks later. So, you know, we didn't have really no summer leagues, no OTA, no no type of real preparation to know what was coming. And, um, you know, it, it sucked, but it is what it is. Yeah, your college career really ended on a, on a horrible note there. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. In Greensboro for the ACC tournament in, in March of 2020, 
and then COVID hit and the whole right. thing stopped. I mean, yeah, man. Let's go that, that back was to rough. that a little bit. That was rough. I still think about that every now and then. It's just it's it's very annoying, very frustrating. Just knowing that, you know, we were playing our best basketball at that time as well. Um, you know, we had a tough Louisville game scheduled for the next day. And to end how it ended, you know, it, it was just really, really – it just hurt. It hurt really bad. You know, a lot of coaches or players back then said, oh, we were just playing our best basketball of the year. But yeah, you guys really were. I mean, the, the, yeah. that, the last game you played, you handed it to a really good North Carolina team. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a fun game, you know, a fun game to be a part of. You know, essentially a road game for us, home game for them. Um, <clears throat> that environment, and you know, Cuts and March is special. Everyone knows that it. it's, it's really special. Cuts and March. You know, besides the fact of how COVID shut down everything, you grew up in an area that got hit by COVID in the early stages of the pandemic. Yeah, that had to be pretty real for you, while everybody yeah. else was worrying about games yeah. and tournaments. Right. Um, you know, for me, fortunately, I, you know, a lot of my, all my family was in good health. Um, I was able to, you know, kind of maneuver my way through COVID along with my family and not lose anyone close to me. Uh, I know people who have, it was really, it was really just a tough time. You know, there's not much to cheer about and much to be happy about during COVID times because, you know, you felt bad for other people and their families and their situations. And it was just tough. It was just really, really tough. A lot of businesses closed down. Um, things just had to happen because it's to protect as many people as you can protect. And uh, that it sucked. It was just not a good time. Did that impact your decision to leave Syracuse at all, or had you already made up your mind to leave early? Um, to be honest, I wasn't thinking about you know anything pro NBA. Like I was just kind of going with the flow. I was just happy playing good basketball. Um, and you know when COVID hit, it kind of did hit me like, yo, it's it's we don't know what's how it's going to be next year. We don't know how college basketball as a whole. We don't know how school will be as a whole. Um, so I just felt like the time was right, and I didn't kind of want to put my last season in jeopardy playing college when, you know, I just had a really good, good season, and, and I felt really good going into the draft. So it was a lot of decision, a lot of thinking, a lot of decision-making went into the decision. But ultimately, I'm happy with my decision, and I'm happy how things turned out. Yeah, you got taken early in the second round that year. Yeah. The, the Pelicans made the pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but you headed to Utah yep, uh, through a trade. Mm-hmm. What was Utah like for you? You spent about a year and a half there. Right. Um, I thought I, Utah was – it was awesome. Like, as much as I was upset and frustrated and mad that I wasn't playing, <clears throat> it was also a time for me to just sit back and, and kind of be a sponge, you know, taking the NBA game, how to play, um, how to be a pro, you know, how to take care of my body, how to – doing little things just to, to be a long-time pro in this league. Um, I got to learn. I, I was on a team with, what, three All-Stars, defense player of the year, six-man player of the year, <laughs> runner of six-man player of the year. Um, Boylan Bogdanovich is almost 50-40-90 on his career. So I just had a lot of guys to lean on and just, yeah. just watch and kind of learn from. So it was special. That was I didn't take that for granted. Um, a lot of, I, there were just good bets. I had a lot of really, really solid good bets. And, um I was able to just learn, like learn how to really play the game of basketball. About halfway through your second year, though, you get traded to Portland. Yeah. Did you have any any idea that the, that a trade was in the works? Any any uh, advance notice? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew a trade was pending. Uh, there was a few teams that me and my agent had talked about that were kind of in the mix during trade talks uh, during the deadline, and um, Portland kind of came 
a little later. Uh, so when I found out it was Portland, it was kind of just like, wow, we're going to Portland. I was excited. Uh, I, I didn't really know much about the organization, uh, what they were doing, Dame's health. Um, but I kind of just went in there, with, you know, ready to expect whatever. Um, and I actually got a good opportunity there. But then going back to my point earlier, you know, the business of it is when you're not playing well, when you're not working well, then you get fired. And that's just the reality of it. And that's what happened. And I have no shame in admitting that. And uh, I'm glad it's behind me. I'm glad I'm able to learn and, and move forward from it. Portland did play you in the yeah. last day. They, yeah, you got yeah. in like 20, 22 games or something like that. Yeah. For them. Was that, though, was, a, was that hard um, playing like that when you were with a new team and you hadn't been playing much in Utah? Right. Um, at first, you know, it was kind of just kind of reshifting my focus on, you know, I can't do the same thing as I was doing in Utah. You know, I could be preparing to play, play miss tonight. And, uh, that was just kind of the focus I had to take with me in adjusting, but it was an adjustment, and uh, it was, you know, it was I was happy. It was a good adjustment. I was happy. I got to you know get on the floor, get some experience, uh, get a few games under my belt, and some real NBA, real NBA like minutes. So it was uh really really good for my for my development and seeing where I'm at. Well, let's put this in perspective for some of uh, the folks listening out there. Mm-hmm. You're basically 22 years old yeah. and being traded. Yeah. I mean, welcome to the real world, kid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty wild. Like, literally, the league trade. Um, it was, I found out when I was leaving shoot around uh, during, when I was with, in, in Utah with the Jazz. I was walking out the door, leaving shoot around, and then I got the call. And then as I was getting to my car, I started to drive off and go back home. And, like, phones started going crazy. It just was getting out of hand and I got to my, my, my apartment and I kind of just called my agent like, hey, like what do I do next and now what because <laughs> um, I think the, the Blazers were playing that night and the plan was to try to get me out there that night for that game um, but that didn't work that didn't work out and so I was able to fly out the next day and play in the game on Friday uh, you said after the shoot around ended you got the call who, who yeah. called you it was my agent originally but while my agent was on the phone I mean, the, the GM was actually calling me as well so it's kind of just a mixture of both, and I talked to both for a really good conversation. Was well, it the the Utah Jazz GM calls you and yes. gives gives you the old Elijah? We really like you. We think you're a good player, but <laughs> we're making a change. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I can't. Justin Zanuck is a good dude. Uh, he was very honest with me from the jump, um, and we were able to just have a really good conversation, business like. But he was really honest and uh, upfront about what he felt and what he thought was best and. That was that. And uh, so I still root for him. He's a really good guy. Yeah, I find the whole, you know, pro, the business side of the NBA ball so interesting because I've never right. dealt with it before. I've covered college uh, athletics my entire professional life. Right. Um, it, it does add a, a real business side element to a game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to get into more with it here uh, with you. So when you finished up uh, last season with Portland, what did you think was going to happen? What did you expect your future was going to be? Um, you know, I was just kind of letting my my agent handle that. Uh, I kind of knew right away that you know, I was I wouldn't be resigned to the Blazers, and I, I would be a free agent going into the summer. Just knowing that, just kind of looking at you know taking accountability and then looking at it how it was from my eyes, I just knew kind of I didn't do enough, or I there wasn't I didn't play well, or I just kind of figured that so. I kind of knew going into the summer uh, what the summer could mean and, and how I just wanted to approach the summer and just be super locked in. 
you weren't able to play summer league ball because you weren't signed by anybody, right? That's kind yeah, of a catch. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough situation. That's like a catch twenty two. I want right. to go play and show some folks how good I am, but I can't go play summer league ball because I, I'm still a free agent. Right. I mean, so that's just how. It what works. did you do all summer then? What What, what are your I options? Just, yeah, I mean, I just kind of stayed in the gym. Stayed in the gym. Uh, was in contact with my agent. Was in contact with a few teams. Um, and I was letting that kind of stuff plan out for itself. You know, I wasn't in a rush or anything. I was just kind of taking it day by day, focusing on myself, focusing on my body, my, you know, just taking care of myself, uh, mentally, physically, however way possible, just to get ready for whatever is next. And, uh, that opportunity presented itself with Wisconsin herd. So I just took it and, uh, now I'm here. Yeah. The Wisconsin herd, the G league affiliate of the Milwaukee bucks. Yeah. Um, I know you ended up signing with them. I'm imagining there were other possibilities out there before you did. I mean, was were there European teams calling? Um, you know, I, I didn't kind of think about that yet, uh, taking it into perspective yet. I was kind of just staying in the moment. And, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure my way out. You know, uh, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not saying that there's it's a last resort. But, you know, this basketball in America is just a little better uh, for me. For, for for what I got going on. So I would like to be here as long as I can, you know, just expand as much as I can, learn as much as I can. So I'm just taking everything day by day. And, you know, I don't I don't really think about what I could have or, or should have done or, or what was there. I'm just happy with all my decisions I make. So what's life been like for you in the G League with the Wisconsin Herd? It's been fun. I can't lie. Like, I'm playing. You know, if there's I've had a good little stretch here where I'm playing some good ball. Um you know, it's just an opportunity for me to kind of rekindle that love after, you know, my first two years, a disappointment for myself, in my, my opinion. So just kind of rekindle that love, uh, compete at a high level, and just play. Like, I'm just happy I'm playing basketball again. So um, I'm just happy. I can't, I'm happy. Now, if the stats I saw this morning before this podcast um, are, if the stats are correct, you are playing. It, it, I read you're playing like 33 minutes a game and scoring – a little over 16 points a game. Those are both good numbers. You're scoring and playing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I just I just want to kind of, you know, stack some wins together, put some wins together as a team. And uh, that's really been my main focus is trying to, you know, stack a lot of wins and win as many games as possible. How does the relationship between the G League affiliate and the parent team, like the Bucks, and the players that are in the G League, how, how does that relationship all work? Or, or how does it work between Milwaukee and the Herd? Um, what do you mean? How does it work? I mean, do you hear from people with the NBA team? I mean, do you like, will a assistant GM or a GM, do they check in with you or does the G league affiliate basically operate under its own umbrella? Um, it's, it's kind of a little bit of both, you know, teams, teams usually talk to my agent, uh, first and foremost, I'm not kind of the guy that teams would come to with so on and so forth. I like my, I let my agent, my agent handle kind of all that information, all that stuff. So again, I don't, worry about those stuff i just again i'm happy to be playing basketball and i'm happy that you know i'm getting opportunity here that's all i'm focused on <laughs> workouts and practices take place just with, with the team the guys on that g league team do you, do you work uh, yeah, with some, the box at all sometimes we'll have like joint workouts uh trying to get guys back you know healthy um you know playing pick up with them before they step on the nba court you know just trying to get make sure they're good and make sure they're ready to go and it's it's a respect you know that we come in there and we professionals as well we go in there we help when we can we do what we can and uh get our work in and that's that and it's the respect between you know both both organizations 
How's the shot? It's good. It's solid. I'm making a few shots lately. Uh, seen the ball going. It's been really feeling really good because I was struggling earlier my earlier this season, not making a lot of shots as I wanted to. So uh, it feels good. And the ball feels great. Um, I'm playing with a lot of confidence right now. You know, it was a shame. I, I was we were talking about your schedule before we set this up. Yeah. And, uh, on the the Monday night, the most recent Monday night, uh, mm-hmm. the herd was actually playing the Long Island Nets. Yeah. And I tell you what, if that game had just been played the day before, or the day after, you could have been up here in Syracuse watching the the Orange yeah, play Virginia. Absolutely. Because uh, you were probably about the closest swing you'll have to Syracuse is playing the right. right? So yeah. Do you get a chance to watch Syracuse much? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, uh, with, the, with the schedule of the G League and just things I got going on myself, you know, I try to, as much as I can, <clears throat> when I play on TV or <clears throat> wherever they are, wherever I can watch, I try to tune in and watch those guys support as much as I can. And um, like, that place is home. So whenever I get a chance to watch those guys, I feel like I'm watching like little brothers, little cousins and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's really special that, you know, that's the Syracuse family. All right, so if you've seen them a few times, what are your thoughts on this year's team? I'm just young, inexperienced, uh, a team that's going to have growing pains. Um, but there's a lot of bright spots. You know, Malik Brown has impressed me a lot. I've been impressed with him since the summertime, though. I've been really impressed with him, how he can guard, use his length, impact his winning basketball, making winning plays. Um, Judah, you know, lightning quick, somebody that – a lot of bright spots. Um, a lot, a lot of bright spots in Judah. And, and you know everyone everyone brings some some value to this team, but it's just about you know getting more experience, more games under their belt. You know they got a great coaching staff behind them, so they're they're gonna figure it out. I'm very confident in this group. You know your last year at Syracuse, uh, Jesse Edwards was a freshman. Yeah. I was wondering what your thoughts were on on seeing him now uh, three years later as a senior. Jesse's his just progression has just been unbelievable. Um, you know my freshman year. I mean, honestly, Mike, I thought he was terrible. I thought he was a terrible player. I, I was uh, just not happy with him a lot of the times. But, you know, to see his progression and see, you know, he was in, he was in Coach Bayham's doghouse for, for a long time. And uh, he was always kind of the guy that Coach would pick on. And, and you know, that's just how, how, how it was at times for him. But, you know, he stayed down, kept his head down, stayed in the gym. Uh, and his just progressively just kept getting better. So a lot of respect for that kid. I'm really happy for him. and I'm proud of him. Uh, I mean, he deserves all the attention. Jesse did have had to take a few years before he got to where yeah. he's now. You're right, and that's that's now, why I'm not overreacting about this group. You know, just give him a few years, give him a few games under their belt. They're going to be just fine. Now, the other senior on this year's team, who was also a freshman in your last year, yeah. now he's a little different kind of career arc. Joe Girard, yeah, yeah. But still, I was wondering, you know, what your memories were of Joe as a freshman, and then maybe like, what you think of him now. Joe was just like a little feisty competitor he's just a super competitive um he wants to win uh and sometimes you know people confuse that with him just being you know selfish but he just really wants to win and and in whatever way he knows so uh i really i really always respect joe's game he always came with the attitude working hard so um you know he's somebody who's had a really good turkish career his four years um and he's been to the tournament, and uh, he's he's played really really well in his career. So I'm really proud of him, happy for him as well. Again, like a little brother, little cousin. I feel like with those guys, Jesse and uh, Joe, even Buddy, you know those guys. So I feel like they're like little 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 brothers I had, and, and to see them kind of grow has been really special. Speaking of Buddy, he also yeah. was in the G League with the Motor City Crews. 
have you yeah. crossed paths with him? Uh, in yeah, we, we so we we played the Motor City Cruise five times already. So so as far this far this season, yeah, five times. Um, and I've, <clears throat> every time we've played, we played against each other. Uh, and it's just been really cool to just see you know what he does at this level. Um, you know, unathletic, <laughs> like still pretty unathletic, but you know, can get a shot off and get where he needs to get to in the court. Um, he plays with he plays with an edge. You know, he he has a bayhound on the back of his jersey, so he has to prove himself a lot than you know the average person. So he comes with an edge, very competitive, and, and just a really overall just a good person. I was wondering, you said Buddy's unathletic. <laughs> I was like. But do you ever like warn a teammate? Hey, listen, don't let him, don't let him get open. And then when yeah. he gets open, yeah. and you run back down court and you look at your teammate going, I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we had a few, we had a few of those instances uh, so far. You know, his first, I think his second game, we played him here in Wisconsin. Um, he lit us up. Uh, he lit us up. And it was just like every time he caught the ball, and I was just like, you know, because <laughs> you know it's going to go up and you know it's, gonna, it's pure. And uh, you know when he get, when he gets going in those bowls, it's, it's, so he's he gets hot, he gets real hot. So, you know, knowing that he's able to get going like that, he's just a really special player. <laughs> um. So, what do you have to do to get back to the NBA? Um, I, I think really it's more so mental for me. Uh, stay in the moment, stay present. Uh, nothing else matters. Um. And again, the end goal is always being the NBA. We all we all play to play in the NBA, but playing basketball after high school is, is an accomplishment. Playing basketball after college is an accomplishment. And just kind of staying where my feet are and, and, and understanding the privilege I have is kind of my focus in it and just being here in the moment. That's that's all I've been worried about. So of course the dream is to get there, but the you know, whatever steps it takes, I'm gonna enjoy the, the process as well. Well, Elijah, we'd all love to see you back in in the NBA um, sooner rather than later. And we wish you all the luck in the world in getting there. But um, in the meantime, we'll continue to track your progress with the Wisconsin Herd. Um, Good luck to you for the rest of the season. And thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Absolutely, Mike. Appreciate it, bro. I want to thank Elijah for joining me on the podcast today. And thanks to you out there as well for listening in. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and follow all of our complete coverage of Syracuse basketball on Syracuse.com. Until next time on the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, I'm Mike Waters.